Thank you. Yes, let's get to the word and let's enjoy what the Lord wants to do this morning together. I want to talk to us this morning about the cross. We continue probably from where verse was last week. Remember, we have just come out of Easter, and it is important that uh, we just make emphasis on a few things pertaining to Easter. I think you guys understand fully well that Easter is not an event, and it is a lifestyle. After all, it's not called Easter in the Bible, it's called the Passover. Easter is just a worldly name, which is a commercial name, but for us it is the Passover, the Passover. But this morning I want us to look at the very core of the Passover, the very center of our Christian faith, what I call the fountainhead of our Christian faith the heart of our Christian faith. Without it, there is no Christianity, and that is called the cross, the cross of Calvary, where our Lord and Savior hung to save you and me. Hallelujah. It's important that as believers, we get to understand the cross. Can I have my topic on the screen if it works? I am not going to show a lot of things this morning. I'll just show my topic. Hopefully you will listen and you will take some notes that we glory only in the cross and nothing else. As believers, as followers of the Lord Jesus, our glory or our boast is in the Lord. Our glory or our boast is on the cross or in the cross because in the cross, everything that God will ever do for humanity, he did it. There is nothing new. If you want to see something new, look at the cross. Every day it is new because he did everything. I want us to understand from, as I lay my foundation here, that the cross was not an accident. It was not even a sign of weakness. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus was not weak by going to the cross. Jesus was not defeated by going to the cross. It was the will of God. In actual fact, it was a symbol of power a symbol of authority to go to the cross so he would defeat your enemies once and for all because the cross is your victory. Please talk to your neighbor and say the cross is my victory. So the cross is actually the will of God for you and me. It is the proof of our redemption and adoption. When they argue in terms of are you redeemed or not, we point them to the cross. Because that is the proof. You and me were redeemed. You and me were adopted into the kingdom of our living God. Not we are going to, but it has already been done 2,023 years ago. So we need to understand also that Christ crucified on the cross is both the wisdom and the power of God. You know, the enemy cannot even understand God's wisdom. 
to the enemy, it looked like he was triumphing on the master when he took him to the cross. But that was God's wisdom. And it cannot be defeated. Yeah? To the enemy, it looked like Jesus was so vulnerable. Yeah? He was so vulnerable. He was so afraid. He was so scared of everything. And to God, that was power. Have you never heard that the Bible says, my power is made manifest in your weakness? When the enemy thinks that you are so weak as a child of God, the cross makes you powerful. Because in his physical weakness, he triumphed because the power of the Lord does not depend on how strong we are physically. It is a spiritual thing. It's only interpreted through the wisdom of our God. Read with me, if you can, Galatians chapter 6, verse number 14, while we're still there. But we boast in the cross. And I will read. My Bible says, but God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of has been crucified to me and I to the world. This is Paul, ladies and gentlemen. He will not boast in the flesh. He will not boast in other things that people boast in, but he will boast in the cross of Jesus Christ. Those who have started Paul's letters will understand that he will always talk about his marks. The marks of his boast are on his body as his scars or wounds by those who persecute the cross of Jesus Christ. Paul was beaten so many times. Paul was jailed so many times. Paul was denied so many times. He was in pain. He was rejected so many times for the cross and nothing who says here he will not boast in the flesh. Do you know that these days we have a lot of believers who are posting in many things, but the cross, yeah? They don't post about the cross. They don't talk about the cross. They don't tell about the cross. They don't preach about the cross. They preach themselves. They preach many things. They preach what they want and all that kind of stuff, and they call it the gospel of the kingdom. That is flesh according to the Bible. True believers, true saints of the living God know where their posts is. They know where their power is derived from. It flows from the cross of Calvary. You take that thing called the cross away, you are powerless. Your power of the living God flows from the cross of Calvary. So we will boast there. Why not then spend time, time to know and understand this cross. I think, ladies and gentlemen, we need to understand that the cross is the good news. The Bible talks about the good news that you and me preach. The cross is the good news. What was accomplished on the cross is the good news. What happened on the cross is the good news. Hallelujah. The resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is the good news. Before there is the resurrection, there is the death. The death on the cross is the good news. When somebody dies, we have lost. But when Jesus died, we gained. That's why his death is the good news. I know that religion will cause you to feel sorry for Jesus hanging on the cross. 
feel sorry and you raise up your emotions and you cry and you march in all kinds of things, ladies and gentlemen. It's not for you to feel sorry. It's for you to celebrate. His death is a celebration for you and me. Are you with me this morning? His death is not a sorrowful thing. His death is our celebration because when he died, we got life. When he died, we gained what we had lost. When he died, we were restored. When he died, we came back to God. So why should we be sorrowful? It's cause for celebration. Are you with me this morning? The good news on the cross is the ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't just die. He was buried. He rose again and ascended to heaven to sit on the right hand of the Father standing for you and me as the head of the church. We know and we continue to know and believe as long as he is by the right hand of the Lord, we are the righteousness. The reason to celebrate, to celebrate. So this morning, maybe if I were to encourage somebody, I would say as a believer, why not take time, invest all your time learning about the power of the cross, learning about what it is for you that took place on the cross of Calvary. Learning about the finished work on the cross because your Christianity is built only on what took place on the cross of Calvary. The finished work on the cross. You are a weak believer if you don't know what the cross and the finished work on the, on the cross, because your Christian walk and your Christian life flows from that, not from paying tithes, not from speaking in tongues, not from attending a church service, not from belonging to whatever religious group, not from all these other things, but from the finished work on the cross. And a lot of us believers all over the world are so ignorant of that. And that is what makes us weak. So if you want to understand, that's why Paul will say in Philippians 3, verse number 10, that I may know him, Jesus, and the power of his resurrection. Because Paul understands that his power is from the power of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you with me this morning? That's why he prays for you and me in Ephesians chapter 17. Let's go there. Ephesians chapter 17. Ephesians chapter 7. Uh, sorry, what am I saying? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. I'm creating my own Bible now. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 to 19. Paul says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of each of him. That's his prayer. He prays for believers that they would receive the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. He doesn't pray for the growth in numbers in the church. 
He's not praying for resources to flow in the church. He's not praying for you to get married and all that kind of stuff. He's not praying for a new car or anything else. He's praying that you can get revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Revelation of what he did for you on the cross of Calvary. Because when you get that revelation, all these other things align. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And I believe that we focus on wrong things as believers these days. As church these days, we focus on things that we are not supposed to focus on. We focus on things that the kingdom of God just has to add to you and me. And we lack the revelation of who Jesus is. And that's why our pursuit of Jesus is lukewarm. But when we know fully well who he is and what he did for us on the cross and the power he has given us through his resurrection, ladies and gentlemen, we become so powerful. We begin to walk in the fullness of his authority. Remember, he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And you are the representative of that authority. For you to walk in it, you need a revelation of it. And so Paul prays here that God himself will give you that spirit so you can see. My prayer is Paul's prayer for us as the church. That we may have the revelation of the cross. The revelation of the finished work on the cross of Calvary. I can assure you, you will be stronger than you think you are. Because when you walk in the fullness and understand what Christ is and has done for you, there is no place for fear. There is no place for lukewarm. There is no place for, uh, it's a Greek word, but it's in the belly, for being in digging, digging. You know that word. There is no place for just being you when you have the revelation of who Jesus is. Are you with me this morning? So Paul is praying. I believe that God answered Paul's prayers for you and me to be who God is. Hallelujah. You see, Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, on the cross of Calvary, he came to seek and save the lost, which was you and me. He would not just find us anywhere but on the cross. He would not just save us anywhere but through the cross. So the cross is our point of our salvation. On the cross we were saved. On the cross we were found and saved and brought back to the kingdom of God. So the cross is too powerful for you and me because there he found me. And there he saved me. There he redeemed me. He did a lot of things for you and me. He gave himself as a ransom for our sins on the cross of Calvary. He endured the punishment of our hell. He went to hell for you and me. He was punished for you and me. That's why the Bible says in Isaiah 53, he was wounded for our transgressions. Yeah? He was wounded. He was bruised for our iniquities so that our iniquities, the iniquities of our forefathers and our fathers cannot have any effect on our lives. 
anymore through Christ Jesus. And the, the chastisement, which is the punishment of our peace, was upon him. He was punished for your peace. Which means that, ladies and gentlemen, you have peace. Because he took the punishment. He defeated that which took your peace away. Yeah? So that you can have the peace. That's why he says, my peace I give you. In a tumultuous world like ours, you remain peaceful. Because he was punished for your peace. So you cannot fail to walk in peace. Hallelujah. Because he was punished for your peace. And the Bible says, by his stripes, we are healed. And Matthew 8 will confirm this by saying Jesus took our infirmities on the cross and bore all our sicknesses. Meaning that, ladies and gentlemen, on the cross we were healed physically. We were healed emotionally. We were healed mentally. We were healed spiritually. We were healed in every aspect of our lives. We talk to your neighbor and say you are healed completely, totally. That's what the cross did. Maybe what we need to teach ourselves is to know where to focus when we get into situations and circumstances. Let's not focus on the bishop, on the prophet, or on anything else, on the seat, on the anointing, on this and that and that, but focus on the cross. Because there, I was healed. Are you with me this morning? I pray healing to all those who are not well this morning. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, be healed. Because you are healed. The presence of pain, the presence of an affliction, or anything else doesn't mean you are not healed. Maybe it's there to drop you, but stand looking up to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And we look up to him on the cross. Are you with me this morning? That is Jesus. You can only be saved from your sins by the cross and what happened there. It is the cross that can fix your past. It is the cross that can fix your present. It is the cross that can fix your future. What is it that you want fixed? Get to the cross. Look up to the cross. Look up to the man on the cross. He fixed it. He fixed it for you. He finished it for you. He did it for you. 2,023 years. Ladies and gentlemen, let me put it this way. That everything that is troubling you and haunting you has been fixed. 223 years. Is it 2,023 years ago? We are haunted and bothered by things that God took care of. And we are busy throwing these things onto his face. He did that once and for all. It's for you to discover. It's for you to have a revelation, to stand on what he did on the cross for you and me. So you can walk in the fullness of it. Are you with me this morning? Let's move on. I'm really trying to be on time today. First Corinthians chapter 
1 verse 18, the Bible says, this is Paul, I like Paul. He says, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. Not the prosperity message, no? Not any other message, but the message of the, because you and me have one message. The message of the cross. It is the message of some message of redemption. It's the message of healing. It's the message of the coming again of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the holistic message of the kingdom of God. It's the message of the Christians and the saints of the living God. And this message looks foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Are you with me, ladies and gentlemen? How many of us want to preach the power of God and walk in the power of God and excel in the power of God? Stop going to God and say, please anoint me. Please give me power. Look to the cross. He did it. You got power. Are you with me this morning? You, talk to your neighbor and say you got the power. You are powerful. The challenge is you are waiting to have power. And yet in God's plan and calendar, you have the power. And this power increases in you and me when we preach the message of the cross. We become more powerful. Because we reactivate the power in us by the Spirit of the Lord. Because we have accepted Jesus and we are in agreement and in fellowship with his suffering on the cross. And we are conforming daily unto his death. And you become too powerful. Are you with me this morning? So Paul says this message, ladies and gentlemen, looks foolishness. Maybe that is why the church will only preach the cross at Easter holiday. Just once. One, how many days? Three days a year. That's why the whole body of Christ, they are talking about the cross. Some, they are not talking about the power of the cross. They are just narrating the events. What happened? They arrested him. They took him. They nailed him on the cross. He fell. That is religion. That's not the message of the cross. That's not the message of the cross. The cross and the message of the cross is preached every day because that's our power. The power of our God. You are hearing me this morning. God help us. You know, on the cross, I'm about to finish. He set us free from the enslavement of sin and ultimate death. Listen to me clearly and carefully. You are free from sin. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. The Bible says, he has delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and everything else. And he has translated us or moved us into the kingdom of the son of his love. 
We're no longer in sin. We are no longer in bondage. We are no longer slaves to the flesh. We're no longer slaves to the world system and order. We are in the kingdom of God by the reason of the finished work on the cross of Calvary. He did not come to you and physically move you one by one. He just went to the cross. Yeah? gave up his ghost there and they did whatever he did. He died on the cross. And when he did that, there was a great movement. There was a great movement. There was deliverance first. Then a great movement. Hear me, child of God, you have been delivered. Stop being delivered again because there is no other deliverance that is greater than what he did on the cross of Calvary. As long as you have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you with me this morning? Revelations chapter 5. Let's read it together. That's going to be my last scripture. Revelations chapter 5. Revelations chapter number 5 verse 9. And they sing a new song saying you are worthy to take this scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation and have made us kings and priests to our God and we shall reign on the earth. This is the finished work on the cross of Calvary. He went there and through his blood bought you, paid for you. Papa, cash no squelete. He paid cash. Yeah? For your redemption. And bought you from the kingdom of darkness with his blood. And carried you with his blood to the kingdom of God. That's where you stay. He did not end there. He then made you king and a priest for God that you can reign in the earth. Talk to your neighbor and say, good morning, king. Good morning, priest. Because that is what redemption has made you. Redemption changed your status. The blood of Jesus changed your status. From that poor, leaky, miserable, lost thing and a priest in the plan of God. Are you with me this morning? And look at you and me. Every day we walk like we are nothing. Every day we walk like we reject the power of the blood, the power of the cross, and the power of the redemption. Because according to the cross, we are kings. And kings rule, my dear. Kings reign. Kings have authority. Kings decree. Kings speak and things happen. Not only that, we are priests, we save. We save one another. We love one another. We serve our God through serving one another. Priest, the Lord himself. Are you with me this morning? The cross did it for you and me. There's so much that the cross did. I have very few minutes, only 30 minutes. 
I can only say these two, but there's so much that I ask you to go and discover and walk in that because that's who you are. Stop rejecting and denying Christ. You are powerful. You're reigning in the earth. So go out there and reign. Go out there and have dominion. Go out there and rule. You are kings. Stop running away from the demons of the world. Stand by the post and the cross. Let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, we thank you this morning. We honor you. We give you praise. We thank you for the cross. We thank you, Lord, for what you have done for us on the cross of Calvary. We behold it. We receive it. And we ask the Spirit to reveal this to us deeper that, Father, we may become it all the days of our lives. But this morning, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for giving us Christ. Thank you for dying for our sins. Thank you for healing us. Thank you for restoring us. Thank you for making us your special people by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We give you honor. We give you praise. We give you majesty. You are glorious today and forever. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen and amen.